What is up? What is up? What's going on with everybody? This is Chris Hubbard of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm here today with my partner. Aaron Big Struggle Green. What's going on, y'all? Man, we're here today, man, to welcome you to our new show, Brotherhood the Unveiling. We hope to conquer so many things on this show, mental health, careers, family, relationships. We just hope that you guys are listening and, and understanding and and trying to hone it in to what we what we have to say. And we just want y'all to be able to to give feedback, man, wherever that, that may be. A little bit about me, man. Chris Hubbard from Columbus, Georgia, small city. I went to Carver High School, Columbus, Georgia. Didn't have many offers growing up, but I was raised by some people that really had my back, man. My mom's and they really looked out for me and they always told me to keep my head on strong and that I will find a way, whatever it might be. And sure enough, man, I found UAB. Where UAB, I met my brother Aaron Green, man, and ever since then, man, we've been joint to the hip. UAB has taught me a lot of structure, a lot of brotherhood, a lot of friendships, basically. You know, leading on from UAB, I was honored, honored to doggone go into play professional football. I was drafted, free agent with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lord knows I didn't know what I was doing, but man, I made it far and I played there for five years, two practice squads, and then finally being able to make the team my third year. And um, ever since then, I've been making a team and trying to provide and show showcase the skills that uh, God gave me. So going on forward to 2018, I had hit free agency where the Cleveland Browns uh, gave me a shot, gave me a chance. And I'm going to pass it on to my partner, Aaron Green. Aaron Green, uh, big struggle. My profession, I am a social worker and an entrepreneur. A little bit about me, I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised. I like to call myself the perfect statistic, single parent home. Dad was in prison uh, and football kind of filled that void for me. After that, I went to Christmas Addicts Middle School, very well known. Uh, then I went to Cathedral High School. From Cathedral, I went to a D2 college called Miles College in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, didn't want to leave Alabama, loved it. Birmingham was home. Uh, so I transferred and walked on to UAB, battled for a spot, played there for three years. Met my brother Hub. We played next to each other for a full season. And that's why he say joined at the hip. Literally, everything we did was was together, especially on the field. Had an opportunity with the Colts, but I was injured. So it didn't work out. And then I fell into social work. Been in social work for the last five years. And, and it really filled that void for me after football. And I'm in it. I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. Well, we can go ahead and get right into it. I'm blessed to be here. It's about to, it's going up. This is going to be one of those ones. So, Chris, man, what are you up to now? Like, what are you most excited about in your life, bro? Man, what am I excited about now, man? You know, I have a son, man. And every day I'm motivated to continue to do better and continue to be the best person that I can be in life. You know, still going through football. I had an injury this past season. I'm definitely tackling that injury, man, and, and, and trying to get back on that field this upcoming season for this 2021 season. Right now, this podcast is going to shed light to a lot of people. So that's what's important right now. What about you, my brother? Man, bro, I, I'm excited about life, man. I, I just had a little one. My second girl, I got, a, I got a baby girl, Peyton, and I just had Aaron. You know, I'm getting married next year. So, you know, it, it's just about, man, life is just progressing. And being genuinely happy, man, is something I haven't been in a while. And so I'm blossoming, kind of, you know what I mean? And so... This podcast is definitely something that I can be that we can be vulnerable and, and and be able to really share experiences that some people may not want to be vulnerable and talk about. So I mean, it's, it, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be dope. Man, you said something big word right there, vulnerable, man. Because a lot of people are so nervous and, and and scared to like come out and 
and to deal with their true emotional feelings, man. Like as black man ourselves, you know, man, we deal with so much. We're going to dive deep into that, man. But what about this podcast are you excited about? Man, honestly, I'm just excited for, for people to see like what we do anyway. You know what I mean? It's like we have deep conversations. We talk about mental health. We joke. We clown. We listen to music. We each other's crutch. You know what I mean? And so I'm glad that we can share a healthy, show people that it's a healthy relationship between two black males. And, and it's okay for both of them to be vulnerable, bro. This is a great space for us to do it. So shout out to you for creating this, bro. Check this out, though, man. You know how we always check in on each other every every week out of the day, man. Like for sure, like we we both in the cars all the time doing something. Got we we got something going on. Yeah, there's always something positive, man. That's going on. You got the struggle made me going strong, man. And and I'm pretty sure a lot of people out here, man, will get to know why why you call it struggle made me and what Absolutely. and why it's your brand, man. How you protect your brand, man. And that's what's important. Man, to be able to have that that along the way, and to to bring it to the people so they can see what you're doing, man. And I'm just I'm just excited, man, because we just bringing people closer and closer, man, and and loving on them, and just right. seeing the side of the 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 big strong man. Yeah, we can be strong, man, but we can always we can be we can be emotional too. I have my days, man. Well, I'm just like, man, I don't feel like getting up and doing what I got to do, but at the same time, it's like, man, you got to go get it, man. Nobody's for gonna sure. do this for you, man, at all. So. It's just one of those things. It's just a trigger that just keep going and going. You know what I'm saying? As far as like the everyday life, the everyday movement, the everyday, the go get it mindset attitude, man. And it's one of those things, man. You got to move with strategy, not with emotion, man. It's, it's, it's just deep like that, man. That's it. That's without, it. Without a plan, there's no course of action, bro. Like you got to have a plan, man, to be able to move silently and swiftly like you want to, bro. Like, yeah. yeah so for real. Speaking on our friendship, bro, it's like, like we adults, we met each other when we were at the end of our college careers. You know what I mean? It just clicked. Yeah. Let me ask you, man, what what did male friendships look like for you like back in Columbus, man? Like what, what did that feel like? How's it different from kind of the friendships that you have now? You know what I mean? I think, man, growing up, man, it was it was cool because you know, coming from high school, like coming out of coming out of school. You were like, man, let me go see what my homeboy up to. It's like, man, let's we finna go play, do physical stuff, play football, play basketball, and we not we're not talking about those things that's going on like everyday life situation because we're kids, we didn't know any better. Only thing right. we talked was just get outside, go play football or, or basketball, baseball, whatever the activity may be at that point. Do it. Ride bikes, ride down the street, get back up, do it again. You come home and get a scratch on your knee, man. Man, get back out there and do it again, man. It was right. never like, oh, you need to come in the house and sit down. No, my grandma, them, they never told me, like, you would always have to get some water from the outside holes. I'm going to say, man, don't be coming in and out of that house like that, man. Because <laughs> you, you, like, you really bringing in the hot air, man. Because when it's yeah. in, in, in the South, it's hot as on the what. So, yeah. You know, just just for us, man, uh, we really we really play uh, the the toll of having each other back when something went on. But at the same time, we didn't know the mental aspects of today's life right now on how that may transpire on the trauma that you dealt with back then. So yeah. it's really deep, man. Like now, like I, I I do feel some of those traumas, but. Now I've learned how to deal with them in a certain position because having my son has made me triggered to be a better person and be able to love on him when he falls down and yeah. do those 
multiple things, man, like that. that like yeah. I was never taught, you know. So we were absolutely we were taught differently, bro. So it's amazing how that that happened. But what about you, man? You touched on it, bro. It was it was different in a sense because now that I look at like my friends back then, I realized what brought us together was trauma, bro, because the people that I hung with, bro, we was all statistics. Daddies was gone. You know what I mean? And it it was like divine how we all came together and we started our little crew, our little gang. Right. And I, I realized like we started our gang out of being angry teenagers. You know what I mean? It just made sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, right, right. And so like I realized like being in those positions, it sometimes like fed into my trauma. And now that I'm a social worker and I'm in a mental health uh, field, I realized like why I did certain things. And a lot of the stuff that I did was based off trauma, but my childhood was lit, but we were in impoverished neighborhoods too. So, you know, all of that stuff played a part on us it, 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 in some form or another. Um, and so, you know, it was just about just being who we were man, and, and growing. Feel it back, man. Like that's what exactly. it was about, man. That's what it was about. It exactly. Was, what is something you feel pressured by society to have because you are a black male? That's a good question, man. I think my father was murdered when I was 16 after doing 10 years in prison. So he went to prison when I was five. He got out when I was he got out when I was 16 and was murdered when I was 17. And so um the pressure I felt after that, you know, from the communities we come from, it's get back game. You know, right. it's time for me to get the revenge. Um, and, and so for years I dealt with like, what would happen if I ever saw my father's killer? You know what I mean? Like what, what was I supposed to do? Am I supposed to go ahead and, and go with my move? And, and, and you know, luckily I, I I've grown, I, I've done some healing work. I've grown out of it, but feeling pressured as a black man, is just like society will make it seem like being black is a curse. It plays a part on you daily. And so for me, I had to do the healing work for me to be a father, for me to be a leader in the community, for me to do the things that I'm supposed to do to so that I can grow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, I mean, what are some things I'm sure, man, your pressure's got to be crazy. What are some things you feel, you know, in your life that pressure you? For the most part, man, when I got into the league, man, I, I've dealt with so much trauma, like growing up and, and I. My cousin, when he was murdered, man, and uh, that really that really hit my soul because he was supposed to be where I'm at right now today. He was always telling me, man, like, hey, cuz, man, you're going to make it to the league, man. I'm going to be there along with you, you know, for the ride, for the journey, man. I can see you having it. But little little do people know, man, my cousin was dealing with in the, in the drug game, man. He was dealing in, in that type of field. And you never know how life works, man, dealing with those type of, type of paths, man, yeah. dealing with those type of people. And people get grimy, man. And yeah. you know, I, I I know I remember the story, man. My cousin being killed in a, a strip club, man. Late night, I got the call, and he um he 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 my my son is being involved with the story. He had a he got shot in the head and shot in in the chest, man. And that messed up my life, like. For a long period of time, I don't think I really like handled that situation well, like I should have. How, how did you handle it, bro? I don't think I did. I think football took part of that. Yeah. I never had a chance to like really like mentally like take a break to really understood why did this happen. I went to the funeral like asking like, man, like why did this happen to my cousin? Like why him? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm just thinking about that the whole time. I never dealt with it until like I got older 
I'm like, man, why am I having these dreams? Why am I having these nightmares? Right. And because I never dealt with the 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 whole aspect of him being done. Like his he's not gonna be here no more. Like I still have his number in my phone. Like and I look at him like, man, dang, what if I were to call Cuz right now? But it, it it's just not that anymore, man. My cousin, he's gone. Been gone for some time now, man. And I think I struggle with that a lot. Yeah. As black man, man, we we need to continue to focus on our mental health, man. Right. I'm right now. I'm taking a break from social media, man, which is crazy. And I just wanted to ask you, how has social media impacted your mental health, and what ways has it impacted your your mental health? So for me, I have to use social media, obviously, because I, I'm a leader in the community. I have a clothing brand. Constant trauma in, in social media, like seeing black men gunned down by police. Uh, you know, it, it's so it's so different now because everything that you're not supposed to see, you see on a daily. And so it can only play a part in your mental. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you ain't taking care of yourself and then you get on social media and realize like social media crazy. Um, it take a lot. So I think the break, the break that you are taking, I think that's extremely important. And you know, on social media, man, it was like, how can I use this as a platform for good? Like, I don't post nothing negative on my on my social media because I won't I want to be that vulnerable person, the, the one that helps other people. And I see you do the same on your social media. So what 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 made you go that route in social media? Like, how did that impact? like your mental health, like being vulnerable in them spaces. Social media is a huge place of where you can network and definitely showcase people, your brand, who you are as a person and, and positive aspects. Mm-hmm. But then there's a negative aspect of it as far as, as far as like damaging and feeding your mind to different things. Like I look at a lot of Stephen Furtick, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. On there. And, and I post those too as well to just give people some insight and some love for that day. But um, I think social media has impacted in so many ways in my life, man, as far as like being able to speak to so many people. Right. And um, dealing with mental health and being an advocate for mental health with NAMI, just being able to be uh, available to people, man, and just letting them know that I'm human too as well. For sure. And, and knowing them and telling them that they're not alone as well. So, I think it, it it has its ways of good and bad. It's a thing right now that I think for me that as we started our podcast, I thought it was a great idea to just, you know, hone in and just try to just get my peace and try to reach the, the levels of creativity at, at the best way that I can and just intertwine with the nature, man, that's going outside. I love being outside and being able to be involved yeah. and, and, and enjoying that peace and hearing the birds and just feeling the, the grass on my feet and stuff like that. So some of those things, man, that's that's what I'm going to take upon and do while I'm taking this break off of social media. And I think that's super important, bro, because I think those breaks, especially from what we just came from, and that's great for our, like our next topic is is the quarantine. We came from a point where social media was really all we had to, to connect with our people. I, I want to ask you, man, like during the quarantine, you had to sit with parts of yourself that others don't normally get to confront. You know what I mean? There were dark places. We talked a lot about, you know, really honing in on who we truly are and, and asking ourselves those difficult questions. Um, what did what did COVID teach you about yourself? Man, COVID has taught me a lot about being around my family, man. Being for sure how much I love to be around my family. Yeah. Uh, during that time, you know, we 
didn't have football where we were at home being around each other, learning new skills. I found that that I had a passion for cooking. For like, sure. I, love yeah. cooking. I love to grill. I love to, you know, cook breakfast food. So like every day I was cooking like three three times a day, breakfast, yeah. lunch, man, like just ha- just enjoying those pro- the process of it all. So for me, man, it's, it's I've, I've learned that, you know, uh, enjoy your family, uh, find something that, you, you, you know, that you're truly passionate about. Yeah. And, and it uh, it really like took over me. It really took over me, man. Yeah. What about you, man? What you what did you learn during the quarantine time? Man, bro, I had to get creative with the hustle. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was good being home, but in in the field that I'm in, I only get paid for face to face work. You know what I'm saying? And so, being with the people, feet on the ground in the community, and so I had to learn how to Zoom call to help people in the in crisis. Uh, I had to learn. I had to help myself in the crisis. Quarantine was like pure mental health. Like literally, like literally. I, yeah, like I didn't get sick. I got mentally sick. You know what I mean? Like, true, okay, bro. I got yeah. I got to deal with this. Like, I gotta, and it allowed me to sit down and and feel my feelings because as black men, we suppress our feelings a lot. You know what I mean? Like, are oh, we supposed to be macho and strong? And sometimes we put those feelings elsewhere, and so. I had to allow those feelings to come back out. You know what I mean? It was times where I sat in the room and cried. Like after you, you cried, like how did you feel? Bro, crying, I tell people crying has to be the greatest release that you can do, bro. I feel like as black men, we, we'll either explode, we'll lash out. I think a good cry is healthy. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially like, it's like when you're a baby and you cry, you got that little, <laughs> that was the <laughs> best feeling in the world. That's the real <laughs> That's when you know, man. I didn't release everything that, that was uh, frustrating me, that was going on through my mind. You in the NFL, everybody expects for you to be macho all the time. Like, what do you do to release some of that pressure? I like to have a cigar, man, every now and then. All and right, now. I might have a little tequila every now and then. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I, I just sip, I just sip my tequila and have my, uh, you know, my cigar. But in the meantime, doing out the week, man, I, I honestly, I lift weights, man, to just clear my mind. When I can run, you know, I like to hit the ground running, man, and, and, and release that way. But if I'm not even doing that, shoot, I like to get in the car and just ride and, I, and listen to a couple of songs that I have on my playlist and yeah. just, out and just, man, just circle around a couple blocks, man, and just, you know, just enjoy the life that we've been given, man. And, and because it's so, so short and so timely, man. So you got to embrace and enjoy the time that you are here on earth, man. What are some things that you do to release, man? Man, I, I put the phone down. I chill with the babies, man. The, uh, my kids, man, it, it's an amazing feeling to just watch them grow and, and listen to their growth. And I, I find peace in just being a father. My daddy wasn't there. And so, Thanks. you know, it was like, it's different. Like I just love being in, in in the space with them. Even if I'm just observing, they may not even think I'm paying attention, but I'm I'm looking at them and just and just like, wow, man, like this is what life is about. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying, man. And, and it's just amazing, bro. And it's good that we have those releases because a lot of people don't. You know what I mean. A lot of people need them. I got a good question. <laughs> what, you got? what you got, man? Hey, I, hey, I know you got some. Yeah, and three words. Describe how society typically views black men. How are those ideas detrimental to black men and their mental health? Ooh. Three words, brother. Say angry, misunderstood. Okay. My next one. 
terrifying. You yeah. know, like I, I, I sit back and think about George Floyd, man. God rest his soul. The man was kneeled on for some odd times, man. And for what reason? We would never know. Right. We would never know how that cop was, that made, was made feeling that day. You know, like, and that just, that right there just jumps into where, like, me being a father, man, being yeah. able to teach my son right here, Creed, man, how to be able to be a black man as far as when he's growing up, how should he carry himself, the whereabouts, how to deal with cops, right. how to deal with people who look at him differently. You know what I mean? Like, uh, looking at him, maybe an outcast because of his skin color. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like not even knowing who he may be as as a young black male, how smart he may be, how passionate he may be, all those things, man. Um, he's a loving he's a loving child. Yeah, those things right there go through my head, man, because that was somebody's brother, somebody's uh, son, somebody's yeah. you know what I mean, like uh, uncle. You know what I mean. You think about right. those things like that, and and those are challenging and tough moments that make you realize, man. Things are still the same, man. We have to do a better job of educating our young society, man, on what it is that we need to do to bring each other together to reach a higher level of education and knowing our rights. That's real. If I had to give three, um, I have to say abused. Um, I'm going to put the way this is two words but not equal mm-hmm. um and confused and and i think those i think those are words that really define what's going on right now and what has always went on um i think we're trying to find ways to fit in a place that where society tell us that we don't fit in that's the hard part and then we raise kids and try to explain to them that you know once we once you're a certain age you're not a kid anymore unfortunately you're you're labeled as a threat after you become, especially a black male. After you, you're not a teenager. You're a man because we've we've watched society tell us that you could be walking home with some skittles as a kid and be killed. You could be playing with a BB gun in a park and be killed. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I think that all plays in our mental health, bro. And I think this is what's so powerful about this podcast, bro. We're gonna dive deep. We're gonna dive real deep about what it is to be in a brotherhood um and, and and being black men uh talking to other black men and bringing out the most important stuff bro so hey man it's that's, lit man that's what's important man I'm, I'm so excited man for uh showing man of, of, of what we're bringing to the forefront man and um this is just the beginning man this yeah the beginning of many more to come man and um we just we just hope that everybody that's out there listening man that you just you know that you that you hear us as people not as numbers you know what i mean like absolutely so uh we 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 appreciate y'all for listening we uh salute you guys man and welcome to the new show brotherhood unveiling your voices matter man your voices matter to us man and, and like like my brother said man we're on the way up man and and we just hope to see uh a, a combination of everything on this show man so there's more to come there's more to come Brotherhood and Unveiling. I hope you guys enjoyed the first show. Many more to come. Let's do this, man. Let's rock out strong, man. Love you guys, man. Wow.